FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. One team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. The Blues frustrated at Fratton once again. Shrewsbury with a chance to get a shot in. Swanson half blocked it. Great chance, and Shrewsbury do take the lead. And Elliot Bennett has scored. It's virtually Shrewsbury's first attack. Elliot Bennett's opener was soon cancelled out by Zach Swanson's first ever senior goal. Taken quickly once more. Swanson edge of the box. Curling left footed effort. What a goal! But that wasn't enough to spark a complete Pompey comeback. Shrewsbury Town for second team to walk away from PO4 with a well-earned point in the space of just four days. We've got all of the fallout to that stalemate to come before 7 o'clock, as well as club director Eric Eisner, who reiterates the steady model in place to one day get Pompey back in the big time. Our goal is absolutely to get to the Prem. We always talk about a sustainable model. I always have a theory that you don't want to be one of these yo-yo clubs in that once you go up, you want to stay up. I think that's most important. As well as Mr Eisner, we'll hear from head coach Danny Cowley after Saturday's one draw with the Shrews. We've conceded the goal with their first shot and only shot, and that's frustrating for us. There was a much more positive result for the women this weekend when they travelled to Plymouth Argyle. Jay Sadler commends the spirit of his team to recover from consecutive league defeats. We've lost I think, three of our last four, so we needed to get back to winning ways and we needed to find a way. Didn't have to be pretty at times, but we knew the way we were going to do it is by coming together. We'll be carving open all of that and plenty more here on Express FM over the course of the next 60 minutes or so. Happy Halloween and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. A very good evening to you all and welcome to this Monday edition, this Halloween special in fact, of the Football Hour, which is brought to you by our friends over at Stagecoach Across the South. Head to their website stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area, as well as what they are doing to make the South Coast a cleaner and greener environment. On the way tonight, we have so much content to get through and a whole host of exciting people on the show. We've got Colin Farmery from the Pompey History Society on to talk about a brand new book now on sale for Blues fans to buy. Club director Eric Eisner provides an update on club ambitions and his recent trip across the pond. He spoke to our good friends at QA Hospital Radio before the game on Saturday and they've kindly allowed us to air that conversation again. We will also have Jay Sadler's post-match reaction from yesterday's 2-1 victory for the Pompey women over Plymouth Argyle and Danny Cowley's verdict on the men's latest setback at PO4. 
and there's plenty of room for you to have your say too from back home. Do get in touch with all of, it, all of your thoughts from the weekend's game, expectations for the week ahead, and even a score prediction for tomorrow's game as well if you fancy it. Hell, even ask the panel a question or two if you've got something on your mind you'd like to know. It's 81400 on the text. Put your name at the end and start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email into sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or search for Pompey Live ExpressFM on Facebook. With so much to get through tonight, Let's kick things off with reaction to Pompey's latest result. And we begin with a listen back to the highlights of Saturday's visit of Shrewsbury Town to the South Coast. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth against Shrewsbury Town. And we are ready to get this one underway as Danny Cowley's name sung out by the Fratton end. Pompey captain wins a header outside his penalty area and Scarlett skips past the man in midfield. That's lovely from Dane Scarlett. A really good run forward for Pompey and then he runs into the challenge of Pennington only then to pick up the ball cheaply just outside the box. A backhill doesn't find its target and Shrewsbury clear it away. Short to Swanson, back to Tunnicliffe, keeps it moving. Dale, nice from Pompey. Swanson to Dale, this is lovely. Scarlett and Bishop are in the middle. Dale chips it in, looking towards Bishop. Can't get his head to the ball, back to Dale again. Another chance, helped in. Bishop's header, saved by the goalkeeper. First chance of the game, nil-nil. Back to Sadie, rare attack from Shrewsbury. Sadie and Raggett fly into a challenge, neither really win it. Shrewsbury try and get across it, it's a decent one. Ogilvy was well covering the left back. Loose on the edge of the box though. Shrewsbury with the chance to get a shot in. Swanson, half blocked it, great chance. And Shrewsbury do take the lead. And Elliot Bennett has scored. It's virtually Shrewsbury's first attack. A deflected effort came off the post from Winchester and fell to Bennett, who finished with his instep across the face of goal. It's Portsmouth nil, Shrewsbury one. Now coming in field, then go back outside. Lovely from Dale, deflected. Cross goes behind for a Pompey corner kick. Good save by the goalkeeper. Taken quickly once more. Swanson edge of the box. Curling left foot in effort. What a goal! Space for Bennett, rare attack forward into the penalty area. Sadie trying to pull it back, chance for Shrewsbury, loose in the area, Swanson clears it away. And Pompey might be able to break if Karoma can keep this in play, and he will on the left-hand side. He's got Scarlett and Bishop up with him. Karoma for Portsmouth, breaking into the penalty area. Karoma, can he get the cross into the dead ball line? And he's pulled it back, but it's sat there in the area, and another counter-attacking chance goes begging. Karoma controls it on his chest, cuts infield, 40 yards out the Pompey winger, looks for Bishop, his chest to Dale. That was a lovely play from Pompey. Can they make something of it? Again, loads of black shirts back. Dale lays it off, Ogilvy thinks about the cross, then drives to the dead ball line, tries to play it off the defender, loose in the penalty area, Chroma block, Bishop, charge for Scarlett, great opportunity, and it's going to go over the top of the crossbar, and Pompey have to settle for a corner. And once more, Portsmouth are held at home. It is a fourth consecutive League One draw at Bratton Park. A frustrating afternoon for Portsmouth at Bratton Park. Last game before the clocks go back, and Danny Cowley 
We'll be hoping the change of seasons leads to a change in fortune, certainly in home form. Pomp is still fifth, but two more points dropped. Full time at Bratton Park, Portsmouth one, Shrewsbury Town one. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, there you are, the highlights of Saturday's one-all draw between Pompey and Shrewsbury Town at Fratton Park. Let's take a look at some of the other results from League One across the weekend. Then Barnsley were 2-0 victors over Forest Green Rovers at Oakwell. Bolton Wanderers suffered a 3-1 defeat at home to Oxford United. Now, Charlton Athletic and Ipswich Town played out an enthralling game at the Valley. The scoreline was two apiece in the 90th minute. Ipswich scored two very, very late goals in injury time to make it Charlton 2, Ipswich 4. But that wasn't it at the Valley. Charlton scored in the 96th and the 99th minute. With that game ending Charlton 4, Ipswich 4. So two all going into injury time, four all the final score. Absolutely crazy scenes in South London. Cheltenham nil, MK Dons nil, not quite such a crazy game uh, at Wadden Road. Derby County 4, Bristol Rovers 2, Fleetwood 3, Atkinson Stanley nil, Peterborough 1, Cambridge United nil, Port Vale 1, Lincoln City nil, Sheffield Wednesday 4, Burton Albion 2, and Wickham Wanderers 1, Morecambe 1. So the table now looks like this. Plymouth, they remain on top. They're on 38 points. Uh, Ipswich are in second on 37 points. Sheffield Wednesday third and Peterborough fourth with Pompey moving up one place after the point on Saturday. They go up to fifth position on 27 points level with Bolton in sixth who have played one game more than the Blues. So Pompey have two games in hand on the three sides above them um, with uh, with a lot of games still to play. 31 matches still remaining between now and the end of the campaign. Looking at the bottom, Burton Albion are rock bottom. Just three wins all season. They've got 12 points. So do Morecambe. They're also on 12 points on 23rd position with Forest Green Rovers and MK Dons making up the rest of the relegation zone. Saturday's opponent, Shrewsbury, move up one place from 12th to 11th position. Well, enough of me and more for my guests now. And joining me this evening to talk all things Pompey, including an extensive review of Saturday's stalemate at Fratton Park. First and foremost, delighted to welcome onto the show uh, former broadcaster himself, Dean Adams. Uh, Dean, it's it's an absolute pleasure, as it always is, my friend. Evening, Jake. Yep, good to hear from you. And uh, so a, a one-all draw for Pompey on Saturday against Shrewsbury Town. That's now just one league win in the last seven league matches for Danny Cowley's side. We talk about injuries and there is an extensive list of them. Uh, ten players missing from Saturday's uh, action at Fratton Park. Is that enough of an excuse for you to, to you know, really excuse this um, terrible run of form that Pompey have been on of late? Yeah, you look at you look at the last three uh, home games: the Fleetwoods, the uh, Oxfords, and Shrewsburys. On paper, at the start of the season, they're games you need to win if you want to go up from this division. But we're fifth in the league. If you said in July, would you take fifth in the league with two games in the hand at this stage of the season? You'd take it, wouldn't you? You would definitely take it. Mm. We've had key injuries, massive injuries between what seven, as you said, seven between seven and ten players injured. If those players were fit and available, we'd be in the top three, Jake. We're fifth mm-hmm. at the moment, and I'm happy with that. You've got so many keyboard warriors online wanting Danny Cowley out. It's not going right. It's crazy. We're fifth, Jake. And I think the injuries have hampered us, but we've still been taking the odd point here and there, and we're fifth. So at the moment, we need to get those players back. There's only two, what, league games in November, and that gives a chance for those players to come back. And I think we're okay. So, yeah. 
onwards and upwards. Mark Coates also joins us on the show uh, this evening. Uh, one of the commentators from the Port, uh, Pompey Audio Description Service in association with uh, QA Hospital Radio. Mark, good evening to you, my friend. Mark, where's Mark gone? Mark, uh, there, Mark. Uh, there he is. Hello, uh, hello, Mark. Apparently, apparently, there's a mute button. <laughs> there is. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not so bad, mate. Not not bad at all. I was listening to Dean. I absolutely agree. Looking at the um, the number of injuries that we've got, uh, is it twelve or thirteen now? Do you know? What? I've lost count. I think I think it's ten. Um, is it is it yeah, ten? We're down to I, I, ten. I, think it's 10. I know that um, Sean Raggett's out as well now, isn't yeah. he? And and I thought it had gone up to eleven or twelve. But either way, I, was, I didn't realise this existed. But I just looked up the Premier League injury table, Premier League injuries dot com, and um, Man United are top with eight injuries. And we're soaring above that. So apart from me wishes we're in the Premier League, we could have been top of that table. Um, but it's, it's unprecedented. It's absolutely unprecedented. And I still think we could put a half-decent team out. And I think that shows how good recruitment has been. And for me, this season, this is the season of the fans. And actually, I think we'll be, um, we'll be the key player. I think if the fans get behind the team and get them through this, and there's every chance we could be up there with Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich and, and Plymouth in the mix at the end of the season for, a, for an automatic. And if not, I think we'll be, uh, we'll be flying if we have a, a rub at the green, just a bit of luck with the injury scene and, and we'll be up there in, in the playoff final. Mm. Uh, Lyndon Mail on the emails uh, stating the obvious, if we want promotion, we really need to find the way to be beating teams like Shrewsbury who come and park the bus. Saturday wasn't very good, passing the ball sideways and backwards does not help. We looked devoid of ideas. It took a really good goal to get us back on terms with them after giving them a very soft goal themselves. Hopefully we can get the players who are injured back quickly before we get too far behind the top teams. Player Pompey, Linda, on the emails. Thank you. And uh, no name on this one, but a text from Saturday afternoon. Danny Cowley out. Tries to dam- bamboozle uh, the clueless with football cliches and talk about phases of play uh, and then gives it the we are Portsmouth fans, fans, great fans. Ultimately, his players were best group we've had at Fratton for years and he can't manage them, can't change tactics and can't manage games. Cowley out says... I don't know who you are. You haven't included your name at the end of that message. And we've got to give um, everyone their platform to, to air their thoughts on the show, um, Mark. And look, that one, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I strongly disagree with the fact that, it, you know, ultimately his players are the best group we've had at Fratton Park for years. Well, 10 of them are out injured. It must be pretty so rare you that you, you. Well, it must be pretty. Wow, it must be pretty rare that um, you've got three uh, people on here that are all agreeing. Um, <laughs> but um, hmm. but I think we're all saying give Cowley some slack, get behind the team, get behind the squad, look at the situation, look at the unprecedented number of injuries, and and the fact that we've still got a half decent team. I mean, Cotterill at the end of that game was full of praise for his players. He yeah. didn't say they should have gone and nicked a, um, a, a goal. I mean, they could have done at any point given it was in the balance. But uh, he knows how well they played at the back and they, they cut Pompey off and, and it is frustrating for fans I totally get that I know there's people that are just so impatient now and screaming for us to be in the championship where this club belongs at the very least but look at the situation um, I, I think um, I think those people didn't need to just bring their emotions down a bit get get that in check and, and give them the time and, and as you're going to go on no doubt to, to, to say that certainly seems to be the plan the Eisen has had so I think yeah. the chances of them going anywhere are minimal Yeah, fifth on the table Two games in hand uh, off the top two as well. Just a number of points off them with 35, 35 games to play. That's a lot of points. A lot of points mm. to make up. You don't win anything in October. Plymouth fans will tell you that. And I could probably bet 
bet you any money they'll probably tell you at the end of the season as well, despite them being top. But we're not going to go on to that too much. Um, as you mentioned, Mark, um, got on to talk about what Eric Eisner said, and we heard from him in the introduction. Um, first and foremost, thank you for a- allowing us to do this. Now, a-, a great opportunity from yourself and Dan Shaw uh, on the Pompey audio description commentary on Saturday afternoon before the tie with Shrewsbury Town in association with uh, QA Hospital Radio. You had a fantastic chance to interview uh, the one and only club director, Eric Eisner. What a chance and what an opportunity that was for you as broadcasters, but also the listeners uh, tuning in from you know around the stadium and, and back at QA as well. Yeah, it was lovely. I mean, that's we know it's not just about what happens on the pitch. And yeah, we're having some frustration and we haven't had any luck and uh, and we're going to have to work hard to, to get behind the team. But off the pitch, I think the Eisners have got an absolutely lovely philosophy. I know that Eric... Um, after the interview said to um, Andy Cullen, who's also just been as as helpful and as responsive as Mark Catlin always was, um, uh, he said, I want to get into the hospitals and the schools and I want to get around and see the community and meet people. Um, They really are about the whole package and they're not going anywhere fast and they're passionate about the club. Yeah, you know, they, they want to understand, they know they're not, um, quite on the same page as fans who've lived and breathed it all their life, but they want to be, and they're, and they're reaching out. And, and the fact they gave us that little interview, I think, speaks volumes. We have less than a thousand listeners. You know, they're all in, in QA hospital, um, or they're partially sighted fans around the ground. Um, but it's a good service, and it's and, and it's an important service, and it's part of that whole community wrap around. Um, ethos that Pompey has so off the pitch I'm, I, I don't think anyone can disagree with this philosophy no uh, let's take a listen to that interview then between uh, club director Eric Eisner and Dan Shaw from the Pompey audio description service which has been uh, in place since 2015 the QA hospital radio also have a weekend celebrating a very important uh, anniversary and a very big milestone for them as well as Mark has very rightfully alluded to there and actually the Pompey audio description commentary gave me the platform to get me here today in this seat delivering the football hour to you so I also send my big thanks to the likes of Dan Shaw and everyone involved with that fantastic project to get the commentary out to those at the game partially cited and of course at Queen Alexandra Hospital as well so here's that interview between Dan Shaw and club director Eric Eisner The season started really strongly Pompey sailing uh, at the top of the division they've had a bit of a rough uh, few weeks six games only one win Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on the season overall so far? So I think you summed it up well. I think we have a lot of injuries right now, especially in the midfield. Um, uh, we need three points today. Simple as that. Absolutely. And what was the conversation before the season started? Was it playoffs, promotion, let's just build on next, on last season? What's, what was the aim? Well, I think every year we're going for promotion. So it's um, you know, trying to assemble the best team, getting who they want. Now we have Rich Hughes involved, and uh, promotion is always our goal. And as you say, assemble of the side. They've made a lot of changes in the summer. Is there anyone who sort of takes your fancy? You've got a preference, a favourite player? That I can't comment on. No way. No way. No way. <laughs> I, I mean, love them all. I love them all. I mean, like you, your kids. You can't say you have a favourite kid. Absolutely right. OK, we'll, we'll leave that one there then. Um, social media. I've wanted to ask you this personally for quite some time, actually. Whenever the, the club takes a little bit of a downturn or... the Performances aren't quite up to scratch. I notice you and your dad especially get a lot of grief from people, get pretty much attacked on social media. How, how does that make you feel and how do you deal with that? Definitely probably the downside of this whole thing. It's not fun, but I know in my heart it's the, it's the vocal minority. Um, that said, it's a lot nicer when people are nice on social media. <laughs> Absolutely, I hope they adhere to that. 27 days time, 
England face the United States of America in the World Cup. Um, how do you see that one going, and, and how far can the States go in the World Cup? We've had a not game, two great games running up to it. I think you guys are probably obviously the strongest group. I think Iran is uh, better than people think, and uh, we'd like to see Joe Morrell playing. Absolutely, and I know you've been back for a little while now, a few days. Have you been in Portsmouth, or are you kind of out the town? Yeah, we've been here the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We came straight here, uh, didn't even stop in London, and we've been here all week. Amazing. Have you got any sort of favorite spots now, any local haunts? We end up coming here, and we do meetings back to back to back to back. So we're at Fratton Park, Oroco. Um, we're working the whole time. I got a bar at Roco at least. Yes. <laughs> um, and Danny Cowley on Tuesday night, he spoke of his pride following that performance on Tuesday. It was a tough game, only really turned after the red card. Did you share in his pride on Tuesday? I think so. Anytime you come back and you really kind of bear down and come back and get that equaliser, I'd say yes. I think Danny is uh, we're very happy with Danny and everybody. So you know, to get that point, we'll see at the end of the year, but maybe very important point. Uh, Aidan O'Brien, he's not here today. He's not here. Are you, you pleased about that? No, because everybody that's come through Pompey so far, we've all become friendly with. It would have been nice to see him. I don't know why he isn't here. Is he hurt? Is that what he's it is? injured, apparently. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, it would have been great to see him. To be and Steve Cotchell is, is another old face, the manager yeah. uh, this evening. So um, he says Pompey are at least a championship club, possibly even a premiership club. I imagine you, you agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, our goal is absolutely to get to the Prem. I think you want to do it in a sustainable way. We always talk about a sustainable model. Um, I always have a theory that you don't want to be one of these yo-yo clubs in that once you go up, you want to stay up. I think that's most important. Now we've, over the years, we've seen that have come up Barnsley and stuff like that. So we kind of have a model of no relegation. There you go, there. The, uh, the thoughts... It'd help if I turned the right mic up, wouldn't it? Uh, there you go. The thoughts of uh, Eric Eisner, their club director at Portsmouth Football Club, speaking to Dan Shaw from the Pompey Audio Description Service uh, before the game on Saturday. Mark, uh, just once again, a, a big thank you for, for sharing that with us. It's a, a great insight and a, and a fantastic little interview too. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to hear him say he wanted the three points and been disappointed with mm. that. Um, but, you know, like like the rest of us, like the rest of us, um, my thoughts are very positive on the guy. But I, I think there is obviously there's there's a grey area that's open for debate when it comes to um, how committed they are to managers. I mean, they, it took a long time before Jacket went. Fans were calling for him for a long time. Um, and, and I imagine it will be the same if, if Cowley's luck doesn't improve with the injuries. There'll be um, a lot of, they'll get a lot of grief. But hopefully people are listening to this, and hmm. and you know we can send the message. There's no need to be uh, unpleasant on social media because that no. clearly bothers him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. It's time for a very very quick break now. But in just a few moments' time, we'll be back with even more reaction to Saturday. More from Mark and Dean as well, as well as a preview of a Blues next game too. You have just under 40 minutes to get your thoughts into us too. By the way, do not be shy. We don't bite. Get in touch on the text. It's 81400. Start your messages with the word Express. Sport at Express FM com is our email address. Alternatively, you can tweet using at ExpressFM or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. When we come back, we'll continue to analyse the key events from Pompey's one draw with Shrewsbury and we'll take a listen to what Danny Cowley had to say after the full-time whistle. We're probably going to get criticised. We accept and understand this because we're Portsmouth and we want to win, and rightly so. But I think with the clear head, we'll look back and think that we've done quite a lot well between the boxes. We'll take a listen to the post-match thoughts of the Blues gaffer when we come back, as well as more from myself, Dean and Mark when the Footplow returns. 
This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening. Welcome to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you as ever by Stagecoach across the south, getting you through Hampshire and across the south coast with a minimum of fuss. You can download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. This evening, I'm joined alongside both Dean Adams and Mark Coates to talk through Pompey's one-all draw with Shrewsbury Town at the weekend. Later on, we're going to hear from Danny Cowley. And in the third and final part of the show, we're going to preview tomorrow's EFL Trophy tie with AFC Wimbledon. We'll also so here the post-match for, from yesterday uh, from Jay Sadler after the women's 2-1 victory over Plymouth Argyle. But first back uh, to Dean and Mark. Dean, we'll come back to yourselves now. Um, Pompey pegged back very early on in that game. Elliot Bennett uh, with one of the easiest goals he's going to score all season. A bit of lacklustre defending and, and really falling asleep at the back for Pompey Fair. Something we've not really grown too accustomed to since the start of this little run we've been on. Yeah, I think teams are coming to Fratton Park. We've heard Carl Robinson say recently, uh, last Tuesday, that coming to Fratton Park is one of the best stadiums in the league and the players and the fans love it and even he loves it. So you're going to get teams like the Fleetwoods, the Oxfords, the Shrewsbury's that are going to come here, they're going to sit back and they are going to try and counter-attack us when they can. And Shrewsbury did nothing all game, absolutely nothing. And they've had that one chance and they've taken a 1-0 league. And I think everyone was really shocked and surprised. But... As we said earlier, these these are the games you've got to win. And I, ke- I keep thinking back to what Joey Barton said about you're not going to win anything playing 4-4-2. And I don't know if Mark agrees, but playing 4-4-2 at the moment with two struggles, we're struggling to get the ball up to him. Colby Bishop's not really holding the ball up there either. So is 4-4-2 now working for us? I'm not too sure. I think personally, I like to go back to the 4-2-3-1 and get sort of those three attacking sort of players behind the one up front but uh, it's getting players back from injury at the moment and then uh, seeing where we go from there Certainly be interested to get your thoughts on that as well Mark uh, yeah, I'm interested in the the, the Bishop um, Scarlet combination. They're both cracking players at this level, but I'm just not I'm just not sure it's working. What do we think about Scarlet on one of the flanks? I've seen him sort of move out and operate. I think it was towards the end of the last uh, game, move out and operate on the flank, and I think he might be able to do a job there. But he's clearly also one of the best finishers in the side, if not the best finisher. So. Again, it's about combinations, and that's why. And I know I don't want to jump the gun, but I did see one of the questions you were thinking of asking, Jake, was was what we should do in the forthcoming games. We've got the EFL, we've got the game against Hereford, and and for me, um, I think that when he, he needs to carry on experimenting with the players that are left. I know that we've we can't surely can't have loads more injuries, uh, but I think there is there's a good team there. It might not be the one he just started with in in August, but but there's a good team there that hasn't quite um, gelled, and I and I. I don't know if it's four four two or the, uh, but I, I think certainly Dean's hit on something in terms of there needs to be a strategic change uh, that moves that line up about and gets that extra bit out of at least some more of the players. Yeah, Mark, I think Mark, I think you're with me because 
4-4-2 with Scarlett and Bishop up front, I don't think it's working. But if you played 4-2-3-1 and you played Scarlett in that 10 position just behind Bishop, I think that would work. If he if he's more deeper and Scarlett gets a chance to run at people, I think that would work in our favour more. Well, and young players are famously, you know, more adept, aren't they, at moving around, moving position. It's still in the part of the pitch that he likes the most, and he has got that speed, and he can get a couple of yards past the player, and he and he can, you know, he can hit a shot. I've not seen him absolutely fire one yet, except over the ball, I don't think, but but he can place it, um, and and he's a clever player. I think he needs to experiment in the next two games for me. Uh, plenty of uh, fans getting their thoughts across on social media as well. Really do thank uh, everyone for getting in touch, likewise with Dean and Mark there of an interesting conversation in regards to Pompey's attacking options. Um, Mark on the text, uh, the vast amount of fans, especially the ones who go to games, are behind the manager and owners as you never hear negatively to them uh, at games, unlike social media, what attracts the negative people uh, like the ones who text the show tonight calling for Danny out but wouldn't give his name because he knows he's clueless. Thank you, Mark, for getting in touch with your text there. Uh, Jack on Twitter, um, as a fan of 40 plus years, it feels like a foreign concept to have owners who do what they say they're going to do and seem to have the long-term health of the club at the centre of all they do. Renovated, renovated Milton End, here we come. Thank you very much to Jack for getting in touch as well. An email from Dave Byrne. Good evening, Jake. Much better uh, than we were against Oxford and no coincidence, but our pressing was a bit better too. Very frustrated by the result again, as I'm sure we all are. Our injuries are on the verge of killing our season. With all due respect to Dane Scarlett, I'm not sure how we got Man of the Match award. I thought Zach Swanson was outstanding and obviously he scored a terrific first goal, but I also felt uh, he played the pass of the match in the second half to create another opportunity. His performance generally and the reaction of the Fratton crowd to his efforts must surely help his confidence. I didn't like the burn at the end unless it was aimed at the referee and do not agree with the criticism of the manager. But as we know, managers are an easy target when results aren't going well. Play up Pompey, uh, Dave in list. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Well, time is absolutely flying by here on the Footblower this evening. And now it's time to hear what the manager himself had to say after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Here he is with Max Watson. Yeah, I think the overriding emotion is obviously frustration. We've dominated the ball. It's probably about as one-sided a game as you'll see. Uh, total control, concede a goal from from nowhere really, and we have to take some some reflection on that because you know Fleetwood, Oxford, and today, Shrewsbury, we've, we've conceded a goal with their first shot and only shot, and that's frustrating for us. A lot of good work, box to box. I think a lot to be pleased with. Showed a lot more courage today um, than maybe we did first half against Oxford. We picked it up really from where we left off in the second half in, in the Oxford game, which was pleasing. But probably again, if we're being critical, didn't have that final little bit of flair or creativity or guile in the in the in the final third just to to, to create those clear cut chances. Is it as pleasing as a result of Tuesday was looking at the current injury circumstances? Well, listen, we've had a really tough week. Don't know how many injuries are. We've had some really bad news on Joe Rafferty. He needs another operation. So he's a huge, huge loss to us. Um, and we feel so sorry for him. He was devastated in the, in, in the week when, when he found out this news. And that's what it's been. It's been like you put one fire out and another one starts. And, you know, I have to credit the group. You know, before this week, Jay Mingy and Zach Swanson have never made a league start. And now they've made three back-to-back. 
So, you know, Ryan Tunnicliffe has come from, from nowhere to go and back three games up, which is not easy. And I think it says a lot about the mentality and the physicality of the group because, you know, physically I thought we were excellent today. And, and some of that also comes because we have so much dominance in the game and so much control and we, you know, we, had, we, we really made shoes we work. It, listen, we're going to be frustrated. Yeah, we're probably going to get criticised. We accept and understand this because we're Portsmouth and we want to win, and rightly so. But I think with the clear head, we'll look back and think that we've done quite a lot well between the boxes. Um, we'll be disappointed with the goal we conceded and we'll be disappointed probably in the final third that we just haven't created a little bit more. Zach Swanson, one of those players you mentioned there, three back-to-back starts. He got his first professional goal today. How pleasing of a moment is that for him? Yeah, great for him. Great for him. I think he um, comes in on his on his left foot, and it's a it's a lovely finish. He he scores regularly in training. Yeah, we'd, we'd noticed that they have a four-man zone, and that if you they have four markers, and if we took four of our players into their six-yard box, our four could occupy their eight, and it would ex- it would expose the edge of the area. But you still got to be out of finish, and be, um, to come on his left foot and bend it in like he did. Yeah, really good moment for him, and a, and 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 a good way to get back in the game. Sean Raggett was forced off in the second half. Is that with the same back issue from Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did well to play. He's a warrior. Um, Zach Swanson, I think, has felt his groin, um, which is to be expected when you when you put a young boy through those 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 stresses. Um, but that's where we're at. Um, hopefully, that's not too bad. Just maybe just a little bit of muscle soreness. But yeah, yeah, it's not easy at the minute. Ryan Tunnicliffe as well, he seemed to be limping towards the latter stages. Is that just because of the amount of games he's had in such a short space, like you mentioned? Yeah, he just hasn't had game time and he's had to play in all three games. We've had absolutely, you know, Joe Morell, to be fair, trained for the first time yesterday, which was brilliant. I thought he'd come on and did great. But if we start him, then there's a huge risk for him. So you're just trying to decide who, who's least at risk, really. But we've just got to come through this period and hopefully by our next league game, we'll have the cavalry will be back and, and certainly we need them. There you go there, the post-match force of Blues head coach Danny Cowley following Saturday's one-all draw uh, with Shrewsbury Town at Fratton Park. We're going to get the final thoughts of both uh, Dean and Mark in just a few moments' time, but now moving swiftly on, and now it's time to hear from club historian Colin Farmery, who talks about a brand-new book for Pompey fans to get their hands on, and he talks about what the book is about and what the proceeds are going to. The book has been brought out last week. It's called Pompey Champions of England. And uh, basically, it it brings together a a project that the Pompey History Society has been working on for the past three years. We got something from the Heritage Fund. Um, We've been working with the university, the news and the football club to basically tell the story of how Pompey was the best team in the land in 1949 and 1950. And what this book does is it pulls together the, um, the oral histories that we that we that we um, took over over the course of the three-year project. We interviewed around 40 fans, and uh, it's been edited into a 156-page book, which has got the memories by different themes, uh, but also we reproduced um, a timeline that is on a permanent display at Fratton Park. That's reproduced in the book as well. So it, it really is, I think, a, a, very, a very different way of telling the story Using, using the voices of the fans and yeah. also yeah, the last surviving player as well. The book went on sale behind the Fratton end on Saturday afternoon before the game against Shrewsbury with yourself and Pompey Supporters Trust treasurer Donald Vass welcoming people over to buy it. Could you just let our listeners this evening know how much the book costs and where some of the proceeds are going towards? Well, the book, the book retails at uh, £15. Uh, 
And of that £15, £10 of it will go to the Pompey Supporters Trust uh, statue fund. That they're, they're raising money to build a statue of Jimmy Dickinson, who, who's not only Pompey's legendary player, 764 appearances, but also he played in those two championship winning seasons as well. So it's a really, really good cause. Uh, we've We've got around, we've got 750 books at the moment that we're hoping hoping to sell for this by the 30th of November, mm. um, and, and certainly the the start we've made is very encouraging. I mean, and, I mean, nearly a third of those have gone already, if not more than that. So, if if you if you're going to want to get hold of this book, which is a very very special book, you know, you're going to need to act quickly. Yeah, how important is it in your eyes to remember arguably Pompey's biggest club legends in the way that is being planned with this Jimmy Dickinson statue? Well, I, I think I think it is it is very important. I mean, I mean, both the, the book and the statue are, are, are a legacy to that team that were with champions of England twice in succession in forty nine and nineteen fifty. I think it's an underappreciated fact, not just by by football fans in general, but I think Pompey fans that that. There is a, there are only a handful of clubs that have achieved that feat since the Second World War. There, there, there's Wolves, there's Liverpool, there's Manchester United, there's Chelsea, and more more recently Manchester City, who, who actually won back-to-back titles. So so we're in pretty exalted company. You know, at the end of the day, Leo Leeds haven't done it, Arsenal haven't done it. You know, that great Nottingham Forest team in the seventies didn't do it either. So so we really are a sort of like a a, a, a you know, in a, in a, in an elite group of clubs there that have done it. So I think from a from a from a history perspective, I think this is a story that needs to be told more. And I think Pompey fans need to, you know, that, that those that perhaps don't fully appreciate it, perhaps some of the younger fans, that we really were a kind of, you know, a great team, and 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 it just shows what a big club Pompey are. Yeah. And for those who have yet to get their hands on a copy of this book, how can they do so from now on, Colin? Well, basically, we've got it on sale in the, uh, in the in the Pompey store. We've also got it at a number of independent bookshops around the area. Um, it's on sale at Pigeon Books in, in, in Southsea on Albert Road, New to You Books in Cosham. Uh, the Petersfield Bookshop has got it. The Ports and City Museum shop has, has got it as well. Uh, I think I've mentioned it's in the Pompey store as well. So you can pick, pick up a copy there. So, uh, and, and a lot of those outlets have also got the got the book available online as well. So, between those, you should be able to do it. But we'll be running another pop up store ahead of the game against uh, Derby uh, week on week on Friday. So, if you come down to Fratton Park. We'll either be behind the front end if the, if the, if the weather's nice. Otherwise, we'll, we'll probably be a bit warmer in the victory lounge. But you should, you'll be able to buy a copy, copy then. Lovely stuff. Colin, you've been fantastic. Thank you so very much for calling in tonight to promote this book. Enjoy the rest of your evening, my friend. Yep, yep. Thank you, Jake. Pleasure as always. There you go, the Colin Farmery, club historian and an absolute legend of himself in his own right, uh, speaking about a brand new book, Pompey Champions of England, which is now on sale for the retail price of £15. As you mentioned, as you just heard of there from Colin, you can get it from your uh, your local bookstore, whether it's in Petersfield, you can get it from Club Shop as well. You can also get it at Pompey's next home game behind the Fratton End, or if the weather's not too, not too great, inside the Victory Lounge instead. £10 of each book goes towards the funding of the Jimmy Dickinson statue. OK, we're going 
going to hear more from both Dean and Mark in the third and final part of the show. We'll get more reaction from fans listening back home as well. And we'll also hear from Pompey women's head coach Jay Sadler. He's been talking about uh, their 2-1 victory over Plymouth Argyle on Sunday. We never get too high when we win and we say we never get too low when, when we lose, but we're going to enjoy this one. Wouldn't say it was our best with the ball or against the ball, but overall we found a way to win the game. Reactions come from yesterday's Pompey women victory at Plymouth, as well as uh, attention turning to tomorrow's Papa John's Trophy tie at Fratton Park. 81400 is our text number if you'd like to get involved with any questions for the panel or a score prediction. Be sure to start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. The conclusion of tonight's Pompey conversation is coming up next here on Express FM. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the third and final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you by Stagecoach South. Providing frequent, reliable and affordable bus travel across the South Coast without a fuss. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information. Still to come before 7 o'clock, we'll be previewing tomorrow's final group stage game of this season's Papa John's Trophy campaign between Pompey and AFC Wimbledon. We'll get the final thoughts of both Dean Adams and Mark Coates and rein in the last of the messages coming in from our fantastic listeners too. But first, the Pompey women returned to league action at the weekend and at quite short notice too. Jay Sadler took his side, who had been beaten in each of their previous two National League fixtures, to struggling Plymouth Argyle. The Blues had been scheduled to host Larkin Athletic in the National League Cup, but were rewarded a walkover into the next round, prompting the league to make a decision to put this league game on instead. Ava Robottom and Emma Jones were on target for Pompey, who had to come from behind at the Manadon Football Development Centre to secure all three points, after Liddy Greenslade had put the Pilgrims ahead early in the first half. After the full-time whistle uh, and victory was confirmed, Jay Sadler gave his post-match analysis to Max Watson. Well, Jay, a big three points. How are you feeling right now? Extremely proud. Um, proud of the, the group of players, proud of the staff. We never get too high when we win and we say we never get too low when, when we lose, but we're going to enjoy this one. Players missing. We've left three, if not four, players at home um, that played last week. And the game obviously got sprung on us early. Um, people having to change their commitments uh, and fair play to them. They, they put in a, a massive performance there. Wouldn't say it was our best with the ball um, or against the ball, but overall we, we found a way to win the game. Um, first half, we, we pinned them back. Really happy with how we started the game. Um, got a lot of pressure on the ball. It was just about connecting passes and, and not forcing it. And then it, first goals come through a counter-attack and we looked susceptible at that and we, we obviously weren't best pleased. Um, but it was all about persevering. It's about playing off football, playing with patience, playing with tempo. Um, and then a great run by Ava, found out by Dan and we've got back to, to, to level terms. Second half, we, we've adjusted things. We, we felt we needed to get more connectivity. Our, our full-backs coming inside the pitch a little bit more um, so we can play around the block 
And um, yeah, we, we did that. Listen, we've changed the system at the end. We've, we've asked the players to trust us. And, and what a strike that is. It's, it's, a, it's a goal worthy, worthy of any game. But I think that the big moments were in the first half, Hannah Horton, what a save that is at 0-0. It's phenomenal. She does it every week for us. And then at the end, when we're asking players to put their bodies on the line, win the first contacts, win the second contacts, under a waiver of pressure in the final five minutes. And we did it and, and a massive kudos to them. It was a huge team effort, as you mentioned, those that came on in the end. It was a perfect preparation in the build-up. You stayed overnight last night. How important is this victory? Very important. Very important for our season. We've, we've lost, I think, three of our last four. So we, we needed to get back to winning ways and we needed to find a way. It didn't have to be pretty at times, but we knew the way we were going to do it is by coming together as a group of players. Even the players that come on at the end, I think Ella Humphrey making a debut, superb, the way she drives with the ball. Um, such a great ball carrier, uh, positive. And even towards the end, you've got T, you've got May, you've got Nish, they're all coming on, throwing their bodies, trying to hold the ball up, trying to, trying to persevere for the team. And they're going to be disappointed, they're going to be frustrated that they, they ultimately got limited minutes, but the minutes they did have uh, I saw positivity um, and I saw them putting the team first and ultimately that's what this group's about um, it's difficult moments to come away from home it, it kind of changes your whole prep we're not necessarily used to it but I think the way we managed it the way we did digging as a team and that's what's special about this group we are a team so we're back to winning ways we're really happy but it's only one win and now we've got to look forward and, and work on certain things because we're not we're not we're not there yet we've got to work on certain things because we're, we're coming into a Crawley team who are off the back of a win as you said there it's all about staying focused as you travel was crawling next week but with three points in the bag this week yeah and that makes it a lot easier so we get like I said to the girls enjoy it you put everything you left everything out on that pitch for the badge for the team for us and, and you've got to enjoy that so the journey home is going to be a lot sweeter um, than it was last year losing 2-1 here and then as soon as we get in tomorrow we can dissect it we can ana ana analyse it and reflect it because there's still things we can do better and then on Tuesday we come back and we, we, we focus on being better at us every week and then we go into Crawley full of optimism full of confidence looking for another three points on the road. A great win for the Pompey women on Sunday then beating Plymouth Argyle by two goals to one away from home. A result which lifts them up to third in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. Just three points behind leaders Watford. Next up for Jay Sadler's side, a league trip to rock bottom Crawley Wasps this coming Sunday, the 6th of November. A 2pm kickoff at, at the Camping World Community Stadium in Horsham. OK, back to the men's event and welcome back both Mark and Dean into the conversation. Two lads who have had to wait very patiently to get back onto the show uh, just under 10 minutes remaining um, Dean to yourself we, we haven't really mentioned much about Zach Swanson's equaliser on Saturday quite honestly we want to forget that game as much as possible one league win in the last seven for Danny Cowley's side we know the injuries are plaguing the squad with Joe Rafferty out sideline, with now the news that he's going to have to go through surgery before he gets anywhere near, um, you know, first team football for Pompey. Zach Swanson's had to step up to the plate. He's done that incredibly well and uh, took an excellent goal on Saturday to to bring the game level. Yeah, I think that's the one positive from the injury crisis is people like Ryan Tunnicliffe coming back in, and Ryan Tunnicliffe's done a steady good job. But Zach Swanson, I saw him play in pre-season, and although it was against a couple of non-league sides, he looked excellent going down that right side and getting forward, and I was really impressed with him. So I was a little bit surprised he hasn't had one or two more chances, but Joe Rafferty came in. He's looked really solid and been excellent all season. But now there is a real fight for that right-back spot because both players... I've had a good start to the season. So when they are both fit, it would be interesting to see who does get that spot at right back because I've been really impressed with Zach in the past week. 
Yeah. And Sam Stephen on Twitter. Unfortunately, by dropping important points like this when we're losing ground on the league leaders, keeping the faith, though, that things will improve soon and return to winning ways. Great goal by Zach Swanson, though. Onwards play at Pompey. Uh, Rusty, total lack of ingenuity, quality and application. Another poor performance. The Cowleys and the team need to take a serious look at themselves um, heading into the future. Thank you to everyone getting involved. Linda Mayo back on the emails. I think a lot of clubs would like to have owners like ours. You only have to look at the improvements to Fratton Park to see how much they care for our stadium. We have had owners who have brought success and nearly put us out of business and didn't do anything to the ground. I think it is a case of be be careful what you wish for, player Pompey. Linda, thank you for getting back in touch uh, on the emails there. Um, Mark Wimbledon at home in the trophy tomorrow. Very quickly a chance for Danny Cowley to make changes with the amount of players that are in the you know the medics room that are on the, the injury list is this an opportunity for Danny to Cowley to make 11 changes just play the whole youth team that's what I think he should do yeah well it's not a, a bad idea I think he'll need balance he'll want some experience in there as well um, but uh, my goodness me he's um, uh, he's had some bad luck just don't want to risk anyone do you don't want to risk anyone no well, it sounds like Zach Swanson might need a rest listening to his interview that you played earlier that he, he hopefully is just a, um, a little bit of, it's just his muscles burning from all the hard work he's been doing um, but um, it, it doesn't matter enormously to to us does it We're, we've still got every, our hearts set on promotion that's all that matters no one's going to be too fast but for pride we'll, we'll want to mm. want to play I think you're right I think you're right. You can experiment a bit, move move the team about and maybe give a few years players a go. Mm. And Mockers on Twitter, Joe Piggott deserves much more game time than he's recently had. He is a class act. The, the biggest plus Pompey have had lately is the excellent form of Zach Swanson, who should have been man of the match on Saturday. We should be beating bang average sides at Fratton Park and we badly miss Michael Jacobs, Tom Lowry and Marlon Pack. Thank you very much, uh, Mockers, for getting in touch. Right, uh, tomorrow night, Pompey back in the EFL trophy action. All they need is a point. They could even lose on penalty. They just need a draw against AFC Wimbledon. Here are the threat that, uh, that the Dons pose this evening, uh, tomorrow evening. Consecutive one-all draws at Fratton Park have put Pompey's promotion aspirations on hold, with Danny Cowley's side having now just won one of their last seven in League One. A week of cup games await, starting with the visit of AFC Wimbledon to PO4, the Papa John's Trophy. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. All the Blues need from this tie is a point, so even a draw and a penalty shootout defeat would be enough to confirm the place of the next stage of the competition, with Crawley Town dropping down and out into third position. A defeat, of course, would mean no more trophy football for Portsmouth this season. Here's what awaits in their third and final group stage game. Manager. Ex-Charter Athletic boss Johnny Jackson is now in charge of the Dons, having took charge of the club back in May, following their relegation from League One. The 40-year-old, who played as a midfielder for clubs such as Tottenham Hotspur, Colchester United and Charlton themselves, has won on seven occasions in the dugout whilst representing Wimbledon, having managed 19 games in all competitions. This is only Jackson's second managerial gig, having took charge of the Addicts on a permanent basis last December, following two previous successful caretaker spells. One to watch. 20-year-old attacking midfielder Ayuba Salazar one to watch this time around. The English-Moroccan youngster has been with the club since the age of nine, joining the Youth Academy from Millwall in 2011. 
Asal made his professional debut in this competition, a 3-1 defeat to Southend United in November 2019. This campaign, Asal has made 19 appearances in all competitions, including both trophy ties before this one. The Wombles number 10 has scored one goal and provided two assists so far in the Papa John's Trophy this season. Top scorer. Johnny Jackson brought with him from Charlton a striker who he highly rated to plough lane. Josh Davison signed for the Dons on a permanent deal back in July, having scored six goals in 35 senior appearances for the South London side. So far this term, Davison has bagged seven goals in 19 games across all competitions, including one against the Aston Villa under-21s in the trophy on the 30th of August. For those of you watching the game either on iFollow or in person at Fratton Park, Josh Davison will be the Dons player wearing the number nine shirt, should of course he play. Current form. Johnny Jackson inherited a deflated Wimbledon when he took over in the summer, with Wombles having just suffered their first relegation since before the club's demise in the early 2000s, when they relocated to Milton Keynes and reformed as a Phoenix club. Life in League Two has proved difficult for the Dons, who currently sit 15th from the table, though recent results have started to put smiles on faces at Fowley. Since their last Papa John's Trophy game against Crawley on September 20th, which ended in a 3-2 victory, Wimbledon have won three, drawn two and lost two in the league and are now unbeaten in three, coming from behind to defeat Harrogate Town by three goals to two at the weekend. Back-to-back home wins in the trophy against the Aston Villa under-21s and the aforementioned Crawley have secured the Don's progression to the round of 32. They occupy first place in the group with six points and a plus two goal difference. Wimbledon are already through to the knockout stages of the Papa John's Trophy, but will the Blues be joining them? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Pompey Live returns tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock, 7.45 kickoff at Fratton Park between Pompey and AFC Wimbledon. Very quickly, before we do leave you, a score prediction, please, Mark Coates. Uh, I don't know. Three. Let's say it's three all. Three all. Thank you, Mark. Dean, two seconds. Score prediction, what do you reckon? No idea who's going to play two all. <laughs> two all. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey win. Progression to the next stage tomorrow from 7. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey came back from a goal down to take a point from Fratton Park against Shrewsbury. Curling left, but what a goal! Competitions for the next week or so for the Blues. First up, they look to qualify from the Papa John's Trophy group stage against AFC Wimbledon. Join us for all of the unmissable action Tuesday from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, Pompey Live is back tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock. Myself and Robbie James back with all of the action from Fratton Park as the Blues take on AFC Wimbledon in the third and final group stage game of this season's Papa John's Trophy. A win would mean that Pompey finished top of the group and therefore a home tie in the round of 32. A draw uh, and a defeat or even a draw and a win on penalties would see progression but in second place dumping Crawley out of the competition. I am back on the Football Hour this Thursday evening uh, to preview Pompey's next cup game. That's on Friday night. They travel to Hereford in the FA Cup first round and Pompey Live for that one will be returning from 7 o'clock in the evening kickoff 7.45 at Edgar Street. So the Football Hour back this Thursday and Pompey Live returning on Friday. That's all after tomorrow's Papa John's Trophy action, so plenty to squeeze in between now and the end of the week. I'd like to send a big, big thank you to both Dean Adams and Mark Coates for joining us on the show tonight. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure, as it always is, my friend. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. Just, I just wanted to mention quickly, fans are incredible during that silence on, on mm, Saturday. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And Dean Adams, a bit of pleasure, likewise, to have you on the show. Yeah, you too. And I just echo what Mark said as well. That was excellent on Saturday. 
You really did do yourself proud on Saturday afternoon, Pompey fans. Thank you ever so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon with Pompey Live from 7 o'clock. Have a great evening. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Play out Pompey. Good night. <laughs>